forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Start again. One more time. That's all right. We'll just keep going. What to do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome. Here with Noah and Ezekiel, yes, slash sir. Noah and Ezy. Uh, how was your day, Noah? It was good. So today is Sunday, today and is Sunday. we just got done with church and had a little bit of lunch. But uh, yeah, man, it was a great service today at Hillsong Phoenix. That's good. Shout out to Terry Christ and Frank DiMazio, who was a guest speaker this morning. So great day so far. So now here we are. We are getting ready to, well, not getting ready to, we are, are recording this podcast episode number two. Podcast too. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, today we are going to be talking uh, from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. And I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. I like how this uh, says it here. So a little similar to what we talked about last week with the parable of the growing seed. Um, and now this is uh, similar. Um, so I'm just going to jump in. Starting at verse 26. Again, Mark 4, 26 to 34. And it says, Then he said... This is Jesus speaking here. And he said, The kingdom of God is like a man who throws seed on the ground. And he goes to bed at night and gets up every day. And in the meantime, the seed sprouts and grows. How it does this, he does not know. The earth produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head of grain, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop ripens, he immediately puts the sickle to reap because the time for harvest has come. And then Jesus switches again and he says, And he said, How shall we picture the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use to illustrate and explain it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, even though it is smaller than all the other seeds that are sown on the soil, yet when it is sown or yet when planted, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden herbs. And it puts out large branches so that the birds of the sky are able to make nests and live under its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke, to the, spoke the word to them as they were able to hear and understand it. So not only hear it, but an, to understand it as well. And he did not say anything to them without using a parable. He did, however, explain everything privately to his own disciples. Wow. So a little bit, there's a lot in this. Um, I just kind of want to take a second to use a personal story of, of this passage. So I we had started a, a service on Friday nights called Afterglow, right? Yep, yep. And that was probably, gosh, June, a couple years ago. Yeah, about. Um, not really doing that anymore, but still gathering with our group and whatnot. So we had used that time and uh, had a worship service, and I had planned for this message to uh, to preach this message one evening and I I was literally going all out for this like I had heard other pastors speaking about it I had just planned out every single little detail of what I was going to say how I was I was going to say it mm-hmm. um, I even bought like literal mustard seeds which if you haven't seen them they are They're tiny they are super they are super, super small super small like smaller than uh, like I don't know. It's like and and they taste they taste like Dijon without the mustard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you uh, are a mustard fan, go out and buy some mustard seeds and just eat those just by themselves. Nom them up. Yeah. They're pretty so, good. So I bought some mustard seeds as an illustrative purpose. Um, I showed a video of seed of a seed growing over time in a time lapse. So I had all these notes and uh, ideas planned out, and I I saw myself giving the message in a certain way. You know, I saw myself getting excited and shouting about it. And then, funny story, when, as I began to preach this, uh, it was 
honestly, in my opinion, it was horrible. It was, mm. it was completely different than, than anything I had thought. I felt like crap afterwards. Like I really just felt so discouraged and, and disappointed by the way I had delivered this message. Not to say that the information was wrong, but it was all about my delivery. And I just was not focused on, not focused on preaching this message from where it needed to come from. You know, I, th- I honestly, I think I was probably mm. trying to, to imi- imitate Stephen Furtick too yeah. much. Um, and I've caught myself that on numerous times where it's like, I, I, I try to imitate other pastors instead of being myself, mm. which that's a whole message in itself. Um, but then, so, uh, you know, this was probably a year or so ago that I, I talked about this and then a couple weeks ago, we were at a Bible study that we got involved with at Hillsong Phoenix. Shout out to Hillsong. Hey, <laughs> and Casey and Sheena, if you guys are listening, we love you guys. Thank you, you for hosting the us and having us in your home. Sheena, um, Casey. So this MVPs. was the first Bible study that we had gone to with them, right? And yeah. we uh, sat down and, and Casey opens it up and he's like, hey, turn to, it may not have been Mark, but. It, and it was, it was the funniest thing because he went, he went into Luke, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in Luke, Luke and we had done it out of Mark. Yeah. And the funniest part was that like, I was like, as soon as, as soon as he pulled it out, I was like. I looked at Noah and I was like, dude, <laughs> like no, literally way. the first Bible study that they're going to do with it's, us, it's about, well, rather that we do with them yeah. is the one about, you know, the seeds. And that's the one that like, I remember you had the most struggle with Yeah, when, when we finished it and, and, you know, getting to your, to your story, there's, there's a reason why, Yeah, you know, yeah, God there, had brought that back. There was an absolute positive reason that I had to preach it that way. I had to be discouraged. Yeah. I had to not do it well, to not do it the way I had expected it to. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, to what Izzy was saying that this night we, we opened the Bible, talk, start talking about this parable. And that was the night I mentioned this in the last episode, I think um, that when we sow the word of God, it's not up to us to produce the crop Mm-mm. and we shouldn't be discouraged when, when we don't see the harvest immediately. Like all, all our job is to do is, uh, to just plant and then to say, okay, okay, God, like I planted the seed now, Holy spirit, like do your work. Mm-hmm. And it hit me in that moment. It's like, as we were driving back yeah. from that night, I was like, dude, there, this is the reason why I had to preach it that way because God had to show me like, don't be discouraged. Even if you give a crappy delivery, like you still preach that message. You still, said stuff that needed to be said. And that's when you said it too. That's when you said like, when you shared it to the whole group, you were like, you know, don't be discouraged. And then I was like, dude, on the way back, I was like, where did that come from? You know, I had never seen that before. Like, and literally that night was the first time I had looked down at my, my little footnotes mm. and it said like, don't be discouraged when not all seeds take root Mm. or Mm. when it doesn't look anything like what you expected to see. Hmm. Crazy, man. So that's a little um, little side note, a little story just to, to fill you in of, you know, why we've kind of, for these past two episodes, why we've been talking about this. Because it's a really powerful message the that seeds. It, it's spoken to us directly about planting and different people and just, you know, not just, ex- um, not just nurturing what you planted, but kind of expecting God to work in that. Kind of expecting God to say... Uh, you planted. Now I'm going to take hold of that, put that in my hands. I'm going mm. to work with that. So the next, we're just going to kind of jump through this, um, through my notes here, but it, you know, one of the things that my Bible had said 
that I wrote down was that you may have the perception that your influence is small. So think about your job, right? If you, if you're at a job and you're just kind of a, a cubicle worker, nine to five, eight to four, whatever it is, like you, you might have a perception that I can't do anything here. Like there's, there's no way that I could grow here, whatever. Like you may have that perception that your influence is small and even weak at times, but the word of God is such a powerful growth agent. Mm-hmm. Like all, like you could literally write down a verse of, of some sort of scripture that you really like and put it in your cubicle and someone might see that and ask you about it. Or you might give it to somebody else. Or you might say, hey, you know, I've had that experience myself where I have... Um, you know, talked with coworkers at the job I'm at and just talked about the word of God. And it kind of, you know, there's been people who have asked me what, what church I go to and I've invited them and kind of stuff. So it's powerful that, you know, you might seem like, you, or you might feel like you don't have anything to contribute, mm-hmm. but if you use the word of God, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's much, it's a much more powerful, powerful growth agent mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any experiences like that easy where you've just like had an opportunity where you didn't think there was an opportunity i mean i would have to take it all the way back all the way back to when i first was given the opportunity to play drums at my church yeah you know it was it was on my heart at like ever since i can remember maybe I want to say like six or five years old, Mm -hmm. being able to stand on my own and like actually clap and participate in worship on my own and not being like in a car seat or, you know, one of those like baby things. Yeah. I don't know what you call them. Nowhere near having kids. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, just one of those baby carriers, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was standing there on my own and I remember just listening to the drums being played and I was like, oh my God, like I love the way these sound and I want to play them. So I remember taking lessons. um, And then, you know, my dad, we left that church and then the people, you know, they wanted my dad to be a pastor. So they followed him and yada, yada. And then, um, so we're there at at my dad's church at my, uh, you know, at the church that we're at. And I just remember, man, I really want to play drums. And like, this is my opportunity because they don't have a drummer, quote unquote. And then some guy came out of nowhere, which I'm so glad he did because I was not ready whatsoever. But I just remember sitting behind him pretty much for about two years. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like eight. It's like watching. Yeah. And I was like eight years old, nine years old. And for two years, I just sat behind him and watched him like during the service, like during the praise and worship, I would just sit behind him and watch. And I don't know, something in my heart just told me, you know, it's not your time yet, but when it is, Mm. You know, all this sitting behind him is going to be very important for you Mm -hmm. because you're going to be sitting up up on top on that drum throne and you just, you know, you'll have a different view, but you'll always know what it looks like to be on behind. So I said, okay, this is, I guess what I need to do. And then, you know, I'm only eight years old, but you know, part of me was like, man, I really want to play the drums and Mm -hmm. like... I'm the pastor's son. I should be playing the drums, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was my thinking back yeah, then. Of but, course. but then finally that one day comes and him and um, his wife, they leave and they go do their own thing. And I was like, okay, well, they don't have a drummer now and I'm it. And here I am. And so the opportunity just came and, but it, it but the, here's the thing is it all came in God's timing because exactly. Not only did I have to sit behind him and prepare mentally and watch mm. how he moves and how the band moves and how everything, you know, come together. But I also took lessons on like, you know, how to read music and blah, blah, blah. I don't read music that great, but I knew enough to like get by. And so 
And that yeah. takes that takes me back to verse 29. Exactly. Where it says, but when the crop ripens, mm-hmm. right? Not when the mm-hmm. crop is just the head, like, nope. but when the crop ripens. So that means yep. there's a process. It means it's going to take time. It means it's not... And you know what? Here's an here's an example too. Like I have all those lemon trees that you guys yep. probably heard from yep. back in the last episode. And if we take off some of those limes and lemons too early, they oh, taste yeah. horrible. Yeah, they don't taste good. They taste mm. horribly. <laughs> so it is so important so to wait for the right time, you know, because if not, you're just going to get a really, really sour, sour. Yep. I mean, we all know lemons are sour, but like... There's a point where they get a little sweet and yeah, you know, and this, then you don't want it anymore. And yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, you just have to wait for the right time. That's good. That's really good. And you know, it's, that's going to be a whole episode <laughs> is talking about God's timing and everything. And oh my God. cause it, it's so prevalent throughout the Bible. Like literally like Joshua, uh, sorry, Joshua marching around the walls of Jericho. Right. And he's just doing that over and over. Like not even doing anything, but walking around the walls. And I swear, if I was Joshua, I'd be like, <laughs> "Like, are you serious, God? Yeah, like, God, come on, uh, this is a little much. Like, this is not. No, I think I'm done." Well, and the fact too that they did that and they saw no sign exactly. of cracking. There was no sign of the walls falling. And again, we're going to get into this a lot more, and that's going to be a really good episode uh, for us to talk about. But so going back to to this mustard or the, the parable and. You know, um, it brought me back thinking to my parents had a, a garden back home in Indiana and every summer they would uh, plow it and plant the seed and um, all the stuff that's involved with making a garden. And one summer they, <laughs> for whatever reason, decided it was a good idea to take actual manure, like actual crap and put it on top of the garden because it's a great fertilizer, right? It really, and it, it stunk. It was awful. Uh, <laughs> it was, oh, I remember that smell. It's still I can't my even nose. Stand, I can't even stand the, the smell of manure yeah. on the 202 nope. heading south. If you live in uh, oh, Arizona and you know what that's about. So much oh, worse. God. So much worse. That's right in your backyard. And you know what happened? No. You know what happened? That no. garden produced so much that year. There was so much uh, crop, not crap, hmm. crop that was produced. Hmm. And it was just like, it was incredible that got it, they, got it. they had more than they could handle. Like literally they had to, I don't even know what they did with all of it. They probably made it eventually, but like there was more than they knew what to do with. Hmm. And you know, it just like that fertilizer is, is a powerful growth agent for a garden to produce a large crop. How much more powerful than is the word of God well, in our lives? Just, you know, trying to make out slogans here. You got to, you got to use crap to get that crop. (laughs) Hey, come on now. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, let's break this down a little bit. Um, The first point we really, uh, really want to talk about is, so we have these different parables, right? The four soils, we have the growing seed, Mm -hmm. and lastly, we have the mustard seed. And on the surface level, these look like separate stories or separate parables that Jesus is telling, but... The first point we want to talk about is that the four soils parable describes our heart condition. The growing seed parable describes the mysterious power of the gospel or the mysterious power of the word of God. And the mustard seed parable describes the breadth and depth that the gospel can reach. Hmm. You know, so, so again, the four soils, it's our heart condition. You know, what does our heart look like to be able to receive the word of God? And then what can that, what once planted, what can that word do within us? 
you know, like what, what is the Holy Spirit going to do and, and convict us and remind us of, of scriptures that we read? And then how far reaching can that go? You know, how many people can you touch and come into contact with that will, that then you plant the seed um, in those people? So, you know, verse 27 um, says, and the farmer goes to bed at night and he gets up every day. And in the meantime, the seed sprouts and grows and he doesn't know how this happens. Hmm. Um, that's, that's a key point right there. Yeah, right. He doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know. And that's why, that's why the farmer can't be Jesus because obviously Jesus does know um, how the seed sprouts and grows because God's the one that is working in the soil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because, you know, it says whether he goes to bed at night or gets up every day. And that's important too, because Ooh, yeah. you remember, right? That, that night is symbolic of, of, of darkness and confusion and uncertainty in the Bible. And so mm-hmm. this is saying, okay, the farmer is like planting the seed and he's saying, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm kind of confused. Like I can't see very well in front of me because it's dark. Um, it says whether he, whether he's confused or he gets up, right? When he gets up, the sun's up, he, he's ready. He can see clearly. He's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tending to the crops. Um, and it says, but in the meantime, in between all of this kind of stuff, the seed is still, it sprouts and grows. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know because he's not the one responsible for that. The soil is the responsible, um, is the one responsible for, for the growth of the seed. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something easy. Do you have a time when God was speaking powerfully to you through his word, through the Bible, or something you heard from someone else? I remember um, when, I mean, it's not my personal story. Sure. But, you know, like, there was just a time where um, my mom, she, uh, they were, she was made a prompt, she, there was a promise given to her about having three boys. Yeah. Um, You know, my mom would have the kid well she would get pregnant and then have a miscarriage and she you know she did that three times so there was this one time where she goes to this conference like this woman's conference and this guy or not excuse me this lady came out of nowhere and was just like hey i got a word for you mm-hmm. and it's complete i know this is random you don't know me i don't know you but like the promises that god made you they're still coming mm, but because yeah. of your faithfulness yeah. In waiting and not only in waiting, but in, 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 in going through Obedience. those, those three mm-hmm. miscarriages and the, and the obe- and being obedient. And my mom goes, how do you know about the three miscarriages? And the lady's just like, I don't know. This is just God like telling me about, you know, wow. what I got to tell you. And so she was just like, you know, my mom was, my mom said to us when we were, you know, growing up, she was like that word right there really, really, you know encouraged me because you know she's a woman she just had three miscarriages she mm-hmm. was like telling my dad leave me i can't have kids <laughs> and you know her faithfulness and her obedience in not knowing every day and every night when she woke up wow if she would keep if yeah. she would be pregnant or not and you know it just it was amazing and um and here you are literally <laughs> and, and i was gonna say literally three months after um, that word was given. My mom was like really, really sick. They took her to the hospital and then they were like, Hey, you know, she's pregnant. And my dad's like, yes. What? <laughs> my mom's God. like, Oh my God. <laughs> and here I am. That's incredible. <laughs> I know you man. and you and Paul and, uh, and Elijah. Eli. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I really can't tell you how many times I've been reading something in the Bible and got like something just weird pops out at me, you mm-hmm. know, like if you look at my Bible, it's, it's just filled with like highlighter because it's random stuff that I'll be like, oh my God, like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. as simple as like, and Jesus said to the disciples, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, like, whoa. But gosh, there is, I, I, I have a message in the works, um, a similar story about, um, well, I got not a similar story, but a message in the works of where Jesus is telling the disciples, you know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that you could tell the mountain to move mm-hmm. and or be thrown to the ocean and it would be thrown to the ocean. There's a similar story in Luke um, about the same situation, but Jesus relates it back to a mulberry tree. And Jesus says, if you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into all of it right now because it's a lot, but like just the fact that little difference between a mountain and a tree and versus, you know, why Jesus is saying this here in context with the other verses, it's, it's incredibly powerful and, mm-hmm. and being, you know, just kind of the main idea of that message is that you can be planted in unnatural places and still grow. Yeah. You know, same thing when you plant, when, when a farmer scatters his seed, you know, not all of it's going to land perfectly in a row and it's, but like you can be planted in, in an uncertain spot and in a confusing place and still have a lot of growth come from that. Hmm. Point number two is the kingdom of heaven is a hidden, but natural process. And this is challenging that, you know, Jesus comes um, to, to proclaim the kingdom and everyone's expecting a, a military type of rule and he comes as a baby and essentially this is just saying that, you know, it's hidden and it takes time and it's slow, but it's all, it's a, it's a very natural process that happens. And most of the time, most of the growth, growth that happens in our lives will never be seen by anybody else. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like it will not. Like, yeah, we experience physical growth and, you know, from a child to an adult, um, and what you see on the surface is hardly ever a good representation of like what's happening within that person. Right. You know? No, and it's that it's not. Someone might come to church one day and say that they're doing great, but like on the inside mm-hmm. they are they had the worst week of their life. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Someone, they're still digging that dirt out. Yeah. Or vice versa. Someone could come into the church just like blazing a trail of fire. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> But then, like, they get into the worship experience, and, like, they're all good on the inside. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm fine. What's, why, what do you, why, uh, why do you ask kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been going through this right now just personally in my own life of, um, you know, it's like a lot of my growth, a lot of this time I'm spending in the Word is, is by myself in my apartment uh, just reading and just trying to grow as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And it might come out sometimes, but most of, most of the time when you grow, people aren't going to see that. Most of the, the tree roots that take place mm-hmm. are exactly Happen that. They are, they are roots. They are underground when, where no one can see what's going on. And then what happens? Like you have this giant root structure, this mm-hmm. kind of foundation that you've, that's been built, uh, yeah. built up. And then a little tiny uh, seed sprouts up, like a little tiny stem, a little tiny leaf. And that's yep. all you see. Yep. Meanwhile, underground, there's all this kind of network of of roots and just a foundation and kind of a clinging to the soil and just building Mm up Mm -hmm. of all this kind of stuff for me personally by the way like that whole process that you're talking about the roots 
you know, growing and stuff underground. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, that was 2018. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but for me, it was like, no, absolutely. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a good year for growth. Honestly, dude, with like even the last three months of the year, God did so much in my life. <laughs> So, and if you're listening to this, like that can happen for you too. Like it doesn't take a year to grow roots. Like God could do a work mm-hmm. in you in a it month or two or three, yeah. whatever he wants to do. But like, if you're just listening to this and you're like, man, like, yeah, I feel like I've been going through the same thing. Like you are in good company mm-hmm. um, and you're not alone. Yeah, no, by all means. And if it has taken a year, it might take a year. It took the Israelites 40 years to get the Egypt out of them. 40. 40 years. And God's like, y'all can't go into the promised land because y'all have the Egypt in you. Like, y'all still want to go back to your... Your slavery and all this <laughs> like kind of that. stuff. Y'all want to go to the promised land, but you still have the <laughs> Egypt in you. Yeah. like, And again, you know, it, it's a hidden, but it's a natural process. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uncomfortable process, too. Um, and that reminds me, you know, of, of Philippians 1 uh, verse 6, which says in the Amplified Version, it says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you. Mm-hmm will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, which is the time of his return. You know, like I, that is one of my favorite verses right now in this season of my life that like, if God began something in you, he's going to finish it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, God, when, when God created everything, he did not stop because he was tired. God stopped because he was done. <laughs> You know, it doesn't say, and God rested because he was tired and needed a break. His knees hurt from bending over so much and planting all this stuff. Like, no, like God was done Mm -hmm. and he didn't stop until he was done. And if God has started something in your life too, like take faith that he's going to finish it. And it might take a long time. Amen. It might be a hard process. It might be a really uncomfortable process. But if God has started something in you, if there is something you feel that, you know, you, you're, you have a thing at work or something in your church. Like if God has started something in you, like be, be faithful and and be strong and courageous because he will perfect and complete it. And don't be discouraged because the longer the process too, I personally Mm -hmm. believe the longer the process, the longer, the deeper and the thicker the roots are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, what good is a tree that's, you know, like a, like a palm tree, for example, what good is that palm tree if it only has one little root? Yeah. You know, if the palm tree has a network of roots that are just massive yep. underground and yep. it, and you know, that's how it's able to stay up during hurricanes, yep. you know, so don't be discouraged on how long it takes you to grow. Yeah. The whole process, the whole point is to grow. Yeah. So, you know, this kind of question of like, well, how has God worked in you the past year? Some of the, our listeners might be saying, well, how has God worked in you? I'll be straight up with you. Like I used to deal with lust for a very long time and pornography. And it was a really bad addiction that I had. And this past year, just like spending time reading the word of God and spending time in his presence and, you know, going through a fast and stuff, not to like say I'm like doing all these spiritual things and whatever, but it's like, that's a very real thing that I think a lot of people struggle with that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Like I'll be the first to tell you I struggled with it Mm -hmm. and sometimes it comes back up, but it's not as strong as it used to be, which is a sign of progression. It's not Mm -hmm. about perfection. It's because that's God's job is perfection, but Mm -hmm. our, our job is progression. Mm -hmm. So just on a very real note, like that was, that's how God has been working in me uh, in this past year, specifically in in an area that I struggled with. 
But, you know, just like God downloaded so much into me within like the last three months of 2018, um, just showed me so much and spoke to me through his word. So, and I've grown a lot. I've grown spiritually a lot. You could ask, you know, anybody who uh, knew me about a year or so ago, they'd be like, uh, mm-hmm. bro, who are you? Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Not to say I was a bad person, no. but, but just that kind of growth that I've been, I've been going through, um, and so be honest with yourself. I think that's the first starting place is being honest with yourself and saying like, God, I need you to work here. I need, I need you to, to help me in this place and, and to start kind of digging and, and God laying some new foundations for me. And it's, it's not going to be easy. It sucks. But yeah. Yeah. You and know, you know, for me, it was my relationship that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was something else, man. And I mean, toxic. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it just was so, it got so like toxic and you know if she's listening not not to like bring you down or anything but like it just we both were not in a good spot for yeah. each other at the time i mean she had done you know things and i had done things of and so yeah. it was just kind of like a screw you i'll get you back and you know 2018 for me was really really tough in the terms of a relationship because yeah. you know i ended up doing things that i didn't want to do like you know, I was I was with my girlfriend at the time, my ex-girlfriend, and I ended up making like a Tinder and all that other mm, stuff and was yeah. just like trying to like seek out other attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still like I'm with my girlfriend, but, you know, I was talking to other girls and, you know, just not doing what I should be doing, yeah. you know, and but, you know. That's why God has forgiveness for us too. But, you know, it's all a learning process too. No, exactly. And I, like I said, you know, it, it's about being real with yourself yeah. and, and bringing that stuff to God and saying like, God, I don't want this anymore. Like mm-hmm, I, I hate mm-hmm. this. Like really you have to hate it. Like it's not, it's a, not a great word to say, but like you won't really change until you hate something enough to change mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think you just have to get to that point where it's like, I don't want this anymore. And like God just work in me and, yeah. and he will. And when you open yourself up to that, God will absolutely begin. I can tell you firsthand, like God will begin to work in you and you will have convictions. And, you know, again, the seed doesn't grow easily. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in a shell and it's down in the dirt where it's dark and damp and it doesn't know what's going on. But all of a sudden, like something, it, it starts to change underneath the surface. Mm. And I think that's the same. Even if, if it doesn't look any different on the outside, I think it's a, it's the same way with, our faith and you know when the holy spirit works in us Mm -hmm. right it's not always we don't let that out always Mm -hmm. it's not an outward expression all the time it could be um but then that's what that's how people will know that you're different that something has changed because um your outward expressions and maybe even your appearance will be different and people will start to ask you about that kind of stuff, which then becomes your testimony, Yep. which is something we have to share, which is why we're sharing these personal stories and with you guys. shout out to Charles and Amber from uh, Connect Group yes. uh, with Casey and uh, <laughs> Sheena, but they said something so funny. They said that test becomes your testimony. You always got to mm, go through your test yes, before you absolutely. get to your testimony. That's so good. I didn't hear him say that. I'm glad yeah, you well, heard him that. Yeah, well, that was just within our little small yeah. group, but yeah. So shout out to Charles and Amber too. So good. I love our connect group, man. It's great. They're, they are an awesome <laughs> group of people. All right. Lastly, point number three, the smallest decision could lead to the biggest reward or to put it another way, the smallest decision could lead to the biggest change. So again, the end, res- <laughs> the end result, 
<laughs> Do you like that one? <laughs> just it just reminds me of of the message today that we heard. You know the turnaround. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, that's exactly right. That one decision to repent, to literally just turn. Yeah, just like turn around and you make it. That Easy's talking about the uh, the message we heard at Hillsong Phoenix from uh, Frank Damasio, which is about shout out to him too. Yes, uh, just talking about you know kind of supernatural turnaround, and it's it's literally based in one decision in that moment to say I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not choosing that anymore, and I'm turning myself. And again, it's, it's not just turning in any direction; it's turning back to God, exactly, and starting to move towards Him. And and, and the important thing too to know is that it's not it's it's turning around not only to God, but it's it's turning around when, for example, we're human; we keep making mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but once we decide, okay, we've made this mistake enough. I'm going to try not to make it. And yeah. you, you know, you go to God in prayer, you go to, you ask God to help you turn around and he's going to reverse that path. Yeah. And, yeah. and once that path gets reversed, not only does, does like your situations, but life also gets reversed. You start to see life in growth and not in death. Yes. Oh, and I loved what else he said too. Um, it was, um, what was it? What was the scripture in? Oh, I it was Isaiah, I think. Yeah, there was an Isaiah 43. Don't quote us on that, but it was um, essentially what that verse says is, um, gosh, I'm blanking on it right now. <laughs> uh, Isaiah 43 says, you know, forget the things of the past, mm, right? Mm-hmm. I think a key to this is, is God, and God is saying this. He's like, forget the things I did for you. Like, focus on what's ahead. And the key is to not, it's, it's to forget what, it's not to forget what God did, but it's to forget how he did it. Because God does not always want to work in you the same way he does in one season and in the next. That's a good point. You know, and and, and another point that Frank brought up too was, um, you know, when regardless of the direction you're running, God's always running after you. Mm-hmm. You know, reminds me of the song Reckless Love that is just so yeah. like, God will chase so you on. down. Like he does not stop pursuing you regardless of where you're going in life. Or how far you want to go away from him. Exactly. Like God will always be on your heels chasing you regardless of any direction. You could be running in the opposite direction from him and God's like, I'm still going to follow you. But see, that's what happens in that moment when we choose to repent and turn back to him. Now mm-hmm. we are going towards mm-hmm. him. And it's just like the prodigal son, right? Like God was the, the, the father in the story of the prodigal son ran to the son. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that the father stood there and waited on him to get there. It nope. says he ran to the son. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's exactly what God does to us. As soon as we turn back to him, right? The son ran away. He ran mm-hmm. away from the father. But then he made that decision after he was all in all of his sin and, and partying and all that kind of crazy stuff he was doing. Uh, he chose to turn around and go back to the father. And the father like met him because he, he saw him coming from a distance and that's just what's so powerful about what Frank was saying is that, you know, God's pursuing you. It doesn't matter which direction you're going, but as soon as you turn around and repent, you're making that decision mm-hmm. in God to say, okay, God, I'm changing my life. And God will say, I can now work. I, I, can, I can do something even greater than you have ever imagined or seen mm-hmm. in your life. Turn all those doubts, all those um, depression and anxiety and all that stuff and make something incredible out of it with, you know. God's yeah. ability to turn your your worst into his best. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, a lot of this too is like, oh, well, that's a lot of work to do. Like that's <laughs> planting the seed and all these people. That's a lot of work. And it is, it is. But, you know, the, the, the parable also says that um, 
the farmer sleeps and gets up. Mm-hmm. And we also know that in scripture that the Bible says that God never sleeps nor slumbers. So if God never sleeps nor slumbers, then I guess I might as well take a nap because God's got it covered. He's got it covered. And, you know, do the work, then get some rest. Like plant the seed in someone, tell mm-hmm. them about your faith, mm-hmm. tell them your testimony, tell them about Jesus, tell them about the Bible, whatever it is. And then let God do the rest, like get some rest, like tell it, like tell the next person, you know, the farmer doesn't stand over the seed night and day and, and, and with an umbrella and the rain and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a, there's a time, you know, uh, what is it? Um, is it Proverbs that says that there's a time to reap and a time to sow kind of thing, but mm-hmm. maybe Proverbs might be something else. I might be off, but, um, and I like, I like, uh, one of the points that you have down is, uh, do the work, then get some rest. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, and it, it's so important because we live in a society in an age where so many people like are just go 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 all the time. You know, we never take time to rest and to actually like refill ourselves, especially mm-hmm. as Christians, right? We're like, mm-hmm. oh, we gotta we gotta spread the word, we gotta go to church, we gotta do this, we gotta go to work, all this kind of crazy stuff. And it's like God's like, I need to refill you because you've poured out. Mm. That's so funny that you say that because Hannah told me that today at, Did at she? service. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "I just came back from Sedona, and you know, I think was, I heard her say that. we were going through, we were having like you know, just a, a huge talk, and you know, God's presence was there." And she's like, "When I came back, I was just so tired," and I was like, "I bet you <laughs> yeah. probably knowing you, Hannah." Yeah. And then she was like, "Yeah, but you know, thank God that church is here on Sundays because get that's when we get to recharge." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really true." That's Very so funny true. how everything we learned today <laughs> is basically fooling in. Yeah, full circle. it's connecting. Hey, come on now. <laughs> Hashtag connection podcast. Hashtag connection podcast. All At right. connection podcast on Instagram. There you go. A little shameless plug. Um, so to wrap all of this up, you know, uh, the again, these these parables aren't separate, but they they speak about our hearts receiving the word first, then us taking what we've received mm-hmm. and giving it to others to grow uh, the kingdom of God. And you know, Jesus did this with disciples when he fed the the five thousand. He broke the bread and it, and he gave it to the disciples to yep. to give to the people. Like Jesus was like, I can't do all this. Like you take some of it too. And another good thing is, uh, you know, Jesus, in my opinion, was the ultimate example of the mustard seed. Yes. You know, he yeah, came absolutely. as an infant, something so small, innocent, harmless. Vulnerable. Yeah. And like he grew into the largest tree, you know. Yeah. The tree of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for us to reach for and and strive to mm-hmm. be and, and understand those teachings and, you know, more so than in, in being a tree, like how you put that, you know, a tree, because we're eating the fruits that he bears. Yep. Oh, well, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are e- the branches. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like we eat that fruit that he bears and that he drops. And not only do we have to do the same thing for other people, but he is our tree where we go and get replenished. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and really like lastly, just embrace the small beginnings. Like Amen. embrace the sucky start. Amen. Like it's gonna suck at first. Uh, but expect a great harvest. You know, like when you're going to this, like embrace the small start, but expect a great harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, and so kind of the, the leading question with uh people who are listening right now and and saying, Well, what do we do? How do we do that? You know, there's like three words I wanna I wanna leave you with. Um it's receive, retain, release. Amen. Receive the word of God, 
retain the word of God, put it on your heart, and then release the word of God to others. I think that's a good kind of mantra for you, for you all to take um, in your next week or whatever this is. Receive, retain, release. Receive, retain, release. Receive, retain, release. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a good, even for like myself, dude, like I could take that now and say, okay, I'm going to receive what God's putting in my life, what he's telling me to do. I'm going to retain it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it in my heart. And I'm going to release it to others so that they can grow too. Like, right, we are the branches. that We have the far-reaching implications. We have the long arms to reach people. Amen. Kind of thing. So, Easy, did you have any other points you wanted to, to finalize with? Um, I mean, you know, just words of encouragement for those listening that, you know, it doesn't, again, uh, just reconfirming to everybody it doesn't matter how long your process takes in growing the point is that you're growing exactly and another important thing is you know the longer the wait the deeper your roots are the stronger your Mm -hmm. foundation is and it's okay to wait you know some people's wait is only a month but there's a reason why it's only a month because you don't exactly like you quote you, you said you don't know how long that person has been waiting yeah so you know and it's okay don't feel discouraged if you're with a friend with somebody and you know out of nowhere they they end up really uh prospering and you're just like man mm-hmm. and you're not what about me you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah yeah dang yeah that's like good. A, you know like my friend's got like you know, he's moving out, he's got the job, <laughs> Doing all this. you know, and I'm still living with my parents, <laughs> you know, like, dang, man, yeah. what's, what's, what's wrong? But, you know, like, and I say that cause that's my personal situation right now, you know, sure. but I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? There's a reason why I'm still there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, you know, because I don't think I'm, I mean, I, I feel, you know, old enough to take care of myself, but I just don't think I'm like fully nurtured yet mm. in the sense of, of my, my parents teachings spiritually. Sure. Because yeah, and yeah. I don't, I just don't know. Like maybe that's for me, but you know, like my brother moved out and all that stuff. <laughs> Eli is gonna be moving out soon. You know, I'm the oldest, and I'm just like chilling. And I'm like, hey, mom, what's up? <laughs> I ain't never leaving you. Hey, you, you never <laughs> but, know, man. You never know what could happen. But you no, know, like you know, the process. I'm in that. I'm still in that growing process too, where it's like you're just like, man, when is it gonna happen for me, God? When is that promotion in life gonna happen? When is that time of, mm. of, you know, prosperity going to really come into play. And, and all I got to say is just keep plugging away and doing the work of serving God. And, you know, that's yep. my biggest thing is Obedience. always yep. obey and serve because, I mean, go to your local church, you know, and, and go on the welcome team, serve communion, you know, be a, a person that greets people. Like get connected get, somewhere. Do something, yeah. you know, like go to church and go for one service. And if you're hardcore enough, start serving the next Sunday. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, and it's been literally. the best decision we've made, you know, it's, going into this. Because this podcast wouldn't have happened if we really didn't do that. Yeah. No, it really wouldn't have. So, yeah, just, you know, keep plugging away. Keep on your grind. Stay on the grind. Stay on your grind, but stay, but stay in, on, on God's grind, too. And stay in the grace. Exactly. Stay in the grace. <laughs> yes. Well, that's all we're going to say for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, but before we close out, you know, as we started last week, we always want to end um, our episodes with uh, a prayer of salvation. Um, someone who might have listened to this and said, hey, you know, I've never really uh, taken that step to begin that relationship with with Jesus Christ, and I want to do that. How do I do that? Well, we're going to pray with you right now, 
Um, and the Bible says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. So I just want to lead you in a very simple prayer right now. Um, just repeat with us. You know, Noah will yeah. lead it and just repeat with me. Yeah, so. absolutely. So let's say this together then. Uh, dear God. Dear God. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ is Lord of all is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me and rose from the dead and rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new and make me new. I'll follow you. I will follow you. Today I begin. Today I begin. My new life. My new life. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you. Welcome to the family. Yes. Awesome. Um, but hey, if you guys, uh, if you've made that decision, you want to reach out to us, um, send us an email at uh, what is connection it? Connection podcast three at gmail.com. Yeah, so again, that's connection podcast three at gmail.com. Send us an email and say, hey, I made that decision. What do I do next? And we would be we would be glad to help you guys out um, with whatever the next steps are for you. Or hit us up on Instagram. Just DM us. We'll more than welcome yep. to you know look at that too. At connection at connection podcast. podcast. Yep. Um, and you'll see it. Um, we only have about two videos posted, but we're still getting it. Yeah, it's a it's a logo of us with our faceless faceless icons and I like that. beard and hair. It's pretty cool. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Alrighty, guys, peace out.